Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. Find me for the time being on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy. Until they kick me off, of course. Donations. Two places. Venmo, Dennis-Roy-14. PayPal, RoyDog underscore 13 at Yahoo.com. How's everybody doing? It is the end of Labor Day weekend. It is Monday, the 7th of September, and it is the beginning of the week one NFL season. And I got to tell you, I'm really, really excited, if you can tell in my voice. I was going to do this podcast earlier when I had a little bit more energy, but when you have only three hours of sleep the night before, you tend to take a nap. And whoops, I overslept a little bit. But I was able to get a lot of progress done on the spreadsheet for this week with all the roster moves and whatnots. So we are going to be good to go. 
by Wednesday. All of you that are drafting tonight, I am sorry, but uh, you uh, you're on your own. I'm trying to fucking record here. I can't I can't hold your hand the whole time. You guys are good enough to get it done. I've seen your drafts. You guys are fine. A few news news and notes uh, that came out today. Uh, we do have DeAndre Hopkins, who got traded to the Cardinals, of course, this offseason. Uh, he's closing in on a contract extension with Arizona. We had Deshaun Watson this weekend. He did sign a four-year extension uh, for basically $40 million a year. Good for him. He deserved it. Um, Jets are going to end up releasing cornerback DeAndre Baker this week. Uh, he was involved with that armed robbery case. Um God, I can't remember the Seattle back that was with him that's getting out of it. But uh, basically, it looks like DeAndre Baker's taking the full brunt from the NFL as he is on the commissioner exemplist. Uh, right now, they weren't expecting him to be available for this season. So they're going to cut their losses and save some money here. Raiders backup quarterback Marcus Mariota was placed on IR. That means that Nathan Peterman is Derek Carr's direct backup in Las Vegas. Uh, Patriots running back Damian Harris, he did have surgery on his hand. It was his pinky, uh, and he is headed to IR. It's a short-term IR. It means that he's going to miss about the next three weeks. Uh, He'll be back for week four, apparently. So Um, There's a couple other ones, too. Rashad Penny was put on IR. Uh, He's gone for six weeks. So we have Carlos Hyde and DJ Dallas being the direct backups to um, Chris Carson, which we expected, which we had talked about before. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys did place right tackle Lyle Collins on injured reserve. I believe this was a short term, like, uh, yeah, it was a short term IR. So he'll be missing three weeks on there uh, with a hip injury. Let's see, uh, Randy Ger- uh, defensive end Randy Gregory, speaking of Cowboys, uh, was moved from the reserve suspended list and officially reinstated. And what the hell was that? Thanks. Thanks. What is going on? Hold on. Seriously, how pissed off can I be when I get on a page and I can't find where the video is at that's talking? I hate it. I hate it when I'm scrolling on there and some stupid-ass video comes on. It's gross. Um, Carson Wentz has reported that he does has has experienced some growing tightness uh, last week, but he feels a little bit better now. Uh, so that's going to be good for him. Uh, oh, that's cute. Jeff Smith just went on IR. Nobody. But I, we're going through the rosters and all that. Um, Jeff Smith was the last wide receiver on the New York Jets, so that's great. I'm going to have to take him out. Um, Cincinnati Bengals re-signed cornerback Torrey McTyler to the active roster and placed cornerback Trey Waynes on the reserved injured list. Okay. Uh, A.J. Green, full go for Sunday. Uh, Detroit Lions have placed running back post Scarsborough on injured reserve. Uh, they undisclosed that injury. They officially signed Adrian Peterson. 
which we knew about going into the weekend. Uh, let's see. Uh, Devontae Freeman was in Jacksonville uh, for kind of a little meet and greet, but he left without a contract. So that is good as far as, like say, Divine Ozigbo. Um, and double down on that one because Rayquel Armstead uh, is on the COVID list. He's not expected to make it back anytime soon. So I'll be I'll be frank with you. I'm probably just going to say fuck uh, Rayquel Armstead and probably just stick with Ozigbo, maybe James Robinson if you want to handcuff it there, um, if you're not doing uh, Chris, Chris Thompson. So, do-do-do. Oh, Trey Burton went on injured reserve. Tight end for Indianapolis. So that's really Jack Doyle's spot. So I mean if you really want Jack if, if you really want a second tight end, uh Jack Doyle is available and looks like he should be the main guy there um for the time being, as long as he doesn't get hurt. Uh with the Damian Harris IR, they did move uh JJ Taylor, the rookie, up from the practice squad already, so that's good there. Uh, Marcus Mariota going to injury reserve. That means that they moved uh, quarterback Deshaun Kaiser from the practice squad uh, to the active roster. I don't even know if I'm going to add him there. Ugh. Let's see here. Carolina, Carolina, Carolina. Uh, cornerback Eli Apple went to the reserve injured list. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Keith Kirkwood, not so much. Doesn't matter there. Uh, Packers signed defensive back Perry Nickerson. Uh, Seahawks signed uh, fullback Nick Ballore. It's not too bad. Let's see here. Just a couple of other things. Just going to the practice squad. So nothing else really of note for right now. So... We can kind of get into the slate. We'll kind of go through it real quickly, uh, go through the Vegas totals and whatnot for each game. We will start with Thursday, but we won't go in-depth with it. In-depth for the Thursday game will be on Wednesday. So, all right, let's go ahead and get started here. We're going to go start with the Thursday game. Houston at Kansas City. Kansas City opened up as a 10-point favorite, 56.5 over under. Kansas City is now a 9-point favorite, so it did drop one point. Uh, 54 and a half over under, so the under was being bet down. Uh, big names on here is going to be Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, uh, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, and Randall Cobb. Uh, we have not such a great matchup for Deshaun Watson here against the Kansas City defense, according to last year's numbers. But we do have, remember, we have Bashad Breland is uh, suspended for at least, I believe it's the first four games of the year. Uh, Deshaun Watson also is a running quarterback, so he should have good, um, he should be good to go in this game. Here's going to be a guy to watch. Uh, they didn't really solidify the run defense, so I do believe that David Johnson is going to definitely be in play here. Uh, use this for seasonal and for DFS purposes here so if you're on the fence about whether or not to use david johnson he is a go here i think duke johnson is a sneaky kind of uh below uh below ownership type play could be in play here uh brandon cooks would line up 
technically as the number one, although I will look at Will Fuller, of course, because he has the better rapport with Deshaun Watson. Randall Cobb actually has the best matchup versus, you know, versus last year's number with the wide receiver plus being uh, 20 overall against the Kansas City defense. Uh, tight ends we're not going to mess around with too much, although Jordan Aikens was the guy that Deshaun Watson went to, especially when we got near to the playoffs and in the playoffs itself. Not a great matchup on paper. Defenses probably just leave them as far as uh, we go in DFS. We're not going to worry about that. And I wouldn't screw around with that either, even if you're going into a 20 max contest. Uh, or below with the three max or the single entries. Kansas City side, it's going to be uh, pretty much good to go for just about everybody because Patrick Mahomes has the 26th ranked pass defense. Uh, and they gave up the 20, uh, they were 25th in points allowed to the quarterback. Clyde Edwards Hilaire also has a great matchup here. Now they did, they did go after the rookie uh, in the middle, believe it was. Uh, Ross Blacklock. I'm not looking at the depth charts right now. Um, I'm going to be doing that later this week. Uh, 22nd against the rush <clears throat> as far as for uh, running backs, and they were 26 against running backs with catching ability in the passing game. They also were the 26th worst team uh, in points allowed to the running back position. So Clyde Edwards or Lair, maybe a sneaky spot for Daryl Williams, um, but I would probably put all my money on Clyde Edwards-Alaire if going with running back. Now, when you're looking at the wide receivers, you have Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman on manning the outside with Sammy Watkins in the, in the slot. Uh, McCole Hardman's actually going to have the best matchup on here. But like I said, with Bashad Breeland being out, that's a full go for Tyreek Hill this week. 14th against the wide receiver one, but Breeland being out. That's going to move him closer to where McCall Hardman is uh, with the wide receiver two DVOA of 24th overall. 21st in points allowed to the wide receiver position, so it's going to be a full goal there. Travis Kelsey also does not have that bad of a matchup. Uh, 15th in DVOA versus the tight end in the passing game. Uh, DVP ranked as def defense versus position uh, points allowed. Uh, 24th in points allowed to the position. So Travis Kelsey full go. It's going to be basically you're going to have to rotate your lineups in there uh, based on you're going to have to make one decision on whether or not you're going to play Mahomes or not, which I would say you're going to do. Whether or not you're going to put him in the MVP spot for a single game contest, uh, that begs to be seen. But I think you go with Mahomes and then you're going to rotate out his, op his receiving options in that contest. All right, early Sunday games, the 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern games. We start with Seattle at Atlanta. Seattle opened up as a one-point favorite, 48.5 overall. Seattle is now a one-and-a-half-point favorite as of today, and the point total went up to 49, so expecting a bit of a shootout, and it's not unexpected considering the fact that the Seattle Seahawks defense has not been great, uh, and they didn't they did add a couple of pieces, but it really was to the pass rush. They did nothing to their secondary whatsoever. But we are starting on the Seattle Seahawks side. Russell Wilson is a full go going against the 25th ranked pass defense in DVOA, 25th in points allowed to the quarterback. Chris Carson, now we <clears throat> found this out last year. We figured this out, I think, before everybody else uh, that you don't really care to use the running backs against Atlanta. But Chris Carson could be a nice little pivot option 
against the 14th ranked defense uh, and the 13th against running backs in the passing game. Uh, 11th overall in points allowed. That could be a sneaky contrarian play uh, to Russell Wilson because that is where everybody is probably going to go for the cash game lineups. When you look at the wide receivers, you have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Manning the slot, Philip Dorsett will be the outside receiver when they go three wide. Otherwise, you'll have mostly DK, DK and Tyler. Uh, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and wide receiver plus. They are 18th, 30th, and 27th respectively against those positions. Uh, that means that Tyler Lockett actually has the best matchup on paper. Uh, 18th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. Tight ends were not going to mess around here too much. They were the Atlanta Falcons were six against against the tight end, uh, 15th overall in points allowed. But they are going to mix and match, and that's where people are going to fuck this up. Uh, now, it is possible to use the defense against Atlanta, but I don't think it's going to be Seattle's where the Atlanta Falcons were giving up the 18th fewest points um, to the defense, the opposing team's defense. And now as my spreadsheet stall, stalls out, I guess I can talk about this. This thing is fucking big. You cannot have, you probably cannot have this on an iPad. You're definitely not going to be able to have it on an iPhone, uh, Android phone, anything like that. So hopefully you're going to have the computer lined up here um, because it's going to be the best option on viewing this. And hopefully you're like me and got a bigger screen because you're going to need it. Um, so you can just see everything that's, a, that's available on here. Atlanta Falcons side, you have Matt Ryan. Going against the 15th ranked pass defense, uh, 15th in points allowed to the opposing quarterback. Uh, I do believe he is in play here. Uh, regardless, I can see Seattle getting up on Atlanta and then Atlanta having to come back in this game. Uh, Todd Gurley technically is in play, but I'm probably going to pass. He'd be going against the 28th. Six ranked rush defense, uh, 10th against running backs in the passing game. Uh, and then you have uh, 20th in points allowed to the running back position. Go to the wide receivers. You have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage. Uh, Calvin Ridley's probably going to be the pretty high owned in this game. Now, <clears throat> we will go back and take a look through here, but the Seattle defense last year finished uh, wide receiver one, uh, 12th, 10th, and 11th against the three starting wide receivers, 15th in points allowed to the position. Tight ends, that's a place to attack. Now we can use Hayden Hurst, who's been kind of the preseason darling as far as se seasonal drafts have gone, 17th against pa uh, uh, receiving tight ends, 30th in points allowed to the tight end position so they're almost just as bad as what the Arizona Cardinals were last year Atlanta defense not going to use them but Seattle was giving up the 20th or was 20th in points allowed to opposing defenses moving on we have the New York Jets at Buffalo Bills uh, opened at Buffalo as a five and a half point favorite 40 over under uh, currently, it is Buffalo as a minus six and a half point favorite, thirty nine and a half. So this could be the defensive game. Uh, could be a defense that we're looking at. Uh, Sam Darnold, no, not doing it at all. Buffalo Bills were the fifth best uh, pass defense against uh, 
quarterbacks in DVOA, uh, third in points allowed to the quarterback position. Le'Veon Bell will be facing the 18th uh, 18th place rush defense, uh, 14th against running backs. I'm going to pass, even though he should get the volume, but we will see Frank Gore in this game. It's kind of a revenge game because he was just on Buffalo last season. As far as the pass targets are concerned, Jamison Crowder, Brashard Perriman, and Chris Hogan, surprisingly. But they'll be going against the 2nd, 4th, and 12th ranked uh, defensive DVOA positions against wide receivers. So we're going to pass their 3rd in points allowed to the wide receivers. Uh, Chris Herndon, we're going to pass on the defense that is 14th against the tight end, uh, 3rd in points allowed. Now, the Buffalo Bills... Did, we're 21st in points allowed to the uh, opposing defenses, uh, but I think I'm going to pass here because they did give up a few players this year. Uh, so this isn't your this isn't our typical New York Jets kind of stout defense. The other side of the ball, you're going to have Josh Allen facing the 18th ranked pass defense, which got worse. Uh, DV, uh, DVP rank of 17, so he's kind of a fringe borderline. Guy for GPP, uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss were going to kind of pass there because the rush defense was second, uh, was fifth against running backs in the passing game. That div- that front line is still pretty good in there, um, even with the with a better uh, offensive line for the Buffalo Bills. And I do apologize with the stuttering and stammering. It's the first time we're actually going through here and doing this, so my. Mind has to get into the mode. That's why we're doing a little bit more with the pot, more podcasts this week. <clears throat> All right. So wide receivers. You have Stephon Diggs, John Brown, and Cole Beasley. Stephon Diggs is going against the 24th ranked uh, defense. John Brown, 27th, and Cole Beasley, 18th. Uh, New York Jets were giving up the 25th most uh, points to wide receivers. So we will maybe want to take a pot shot in here with Stephon Diggs and John Brown. Now, I did say that John Brown had the rapport with Josh Allen, but don't be surprised if they try to get Stephon Diggs involved uh, early and often right away uh, to not only test this defense, keep the safeties back, but also to show that they are going to use him this year. Dawson Knox is going against the 12th-ranked defense to tight ends. Uh, fourth and points, so we're going to skip there. But the New York Jets are allowing the most points to opposing defenses, so that's definitely going to put the Buffalo Bills in play uh, for their defense. And let's see here. What do we got for rankings? So they're on FanDuel. <clears throat> Buffalo Bills defense is third. Yahoo, they are third. And they are the top price defense over on DK. I'm probably going to have to get rid of this fantasy draft column in here, considering that uh, when they were bought by Monkey Knife Fight, Monkey Knife Fight decided to just say, "Nah, fuck it, we're not going to go, we're not going to do any regular DFS," which is stupid. Next game on the docket: Chicago at Detroit. Opened as a pick'em, 44 over under. It has moved to a Detroit minus three, uh, so they are getting the home field advantage. 44 and a half overall, so it moved up half a point. Mitchell Trubisky is going to be your starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. He's going to be going against last year's 29th-ranked pass defense, uh, 28th in points allowed. Uh, That could be an aberration. I told you we need to keep an eye on this defense because they did add a lot of pieces here. Now, David Montgomery 
has not officially been listed as out yet. So we need to pay attention there. To, otherwise, it would be Tariq Cohen, probably a mix of Tariq Cohen, Corderell Patterson, and Ryan Nall in that backfield. Last year, Detroit was 17th against the rush, 27th against running backs in the passing game, giving up the 25th most points uh, to the running back position. I don't know if I really want to get in there because Tariq Cohen sucks, even though everybody loves him. Wide receivers, you have Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller manning the slot, and Ted Ginn Jr. manning the outside. Robinson is going against the 13th, Miller 29th, Ginn 19th. So Anthony Miller definitely has the advantage in here, although we do like Allen Robinson facing the brand-new rookie. Um, I'm brain-farting on his name. I really wish I would have put up the, put up the uh, matchups here but it is what it is. 27th uh, in points allowed to wide receiver position, so Allen Robinson definitely is a full go. Anthony Miller, if you're struggling. Uh, tight end, we're going to have Jimmy Graham. And Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet, they are excited about Jimmy Graham. Uh, he is going against the 24th-ranked defense against the tight end, but only 14th in points allowed to the tight end position. So I'm not going to let that fool me. Jimmy Graham has been in decline for a few years, so we are going to definitely pass on that spot. On the Detroit side, we have Matthew Stafford going against the eighth-ranked pass defense, uh, giving up the six-fewest points to the position. Uh, We're going to pass on there. Uh, We'll have a split between Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift. We talked about both Scarsborough being out on IR. Uh, so I think this is going to be mostly Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift. The only reason why they brought in Peterson is not only because of both Scarsborough, but they have worries with on Johnson. Now, going against the Bears, it is the 13th-ranked pa- uh, rush defense, uh, 12th against running backs in the passing game, uh, giving up the 17th most points to the running back position. I think we're going to skip this because they did add a couple of pass rushers here, so it's going to be very precarious. Now, if you're looking at the wide receivers, you have Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Danny Amendola as your starters. Fifth, 17th, and third. So Marvin Jones actually has the best matchup, uh, but they are giving up the fifth fewest points in the league overall, according to last year's numbers. TJ Hawkinson will be your starting tight end, facing the 16th-ranked defense versus tight end, 16th in points allowed as well. Uh, Chicago Bears offense was allowing... The was 26, so it's about the sixth, seventh most points allowed to the defense. So Detroit could be sneaky here at home with their home. Now, remember, we don't have crowd noise, so they're not going to get pumped up. There really should not be a home field advantage anywhere other than just the travel itself. We'll take a look at Detroit. We'll see if we want to pay down. They are about a mid-range price defense. Next game on the docket, Green Bay at Minnesota opened with Minnesota being a three-point favorite, 46.5 over under. Minnesota has slipped down to a two-and-a-half-point favorite and are now 46 is our over under. Aaron Rodgers is going against the seventh-ranked pass defense, eighth in points allowed to the quarterback. Now I know Yannick Nkakwe was traded to the Minnesota Vikings, so that will be a good pass defense, but I have a lot of faith in this newly revamped uh, Green Bay Packers offensive line. It's just whether or not I really want to use Rodgers in this game. Um, the secondary is not good, so they have to get to the quarterback if they're going to stop 
any of these teams. Uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon with Jamal Williams filling in there too. And quite possibly Tyler Irvin, who we'd never use in DFS or seasonal uh, until we find out exactly what's going on there. Um, going against the eighth-ranked uh, rush defense, 11th against running backs in the passing game. Now, last time that these two teams faced each other, Aaron Jones went off. And there is a bit of a weakness right in the middle, but we need to see if that weakness is going to stick around or not. Uh, it could mean it could mean a nice little pivot with A.J. Dillon, but we really do not know how they're going to utilize these backs. Aaron Jones should get the majority of, of the work you would expect because he is the better pass catcher. Now, when you look at the wide receivers, you're looking at Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who has come up within the last couple of weeks and been good for the Green Bay Packers. Looking at the defensive rankings, 21st, 6th, and 24th. So it's Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling that would have the best matchup. I would probably lean a little bit more on Devontae Adams, even if I'm not going with Aaron Rodgers. Minnesota is giving up the 22nd most points to the wide receiver position, so there's definitely a spot that we need to take a look at. Tight end, it's going to be a clusterfuck here. We're not messing with Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tanyan, or Jay Sternberger. Not even messing with Josiah DeGuerra, who should actually be the fullback. Uh, Minnesota was the top defense against tight ends. They allowed the second fewest points to the tight end position. Flipping it over to the Minnesota Vikings side, you have Kirk Cousins facing the Ninth ranked pass defense, fifth in points allowed to the quarterback position. So I will go ahead and pass. Now, we did know that Green Bay last year was quite a sieve to the running back position. I don't see much of a change here. So I think Dalvin Cook is in play. Going against the 23rd ranked rush defense. Uh, fourth in running backs in the passing game, though. But they are allowing the 23rd most points to the running back position. So we'll definitely keep Delvin Cook on our radars. Wide receivers, Adam Thielen usually has good games against the Green Bay Packers. You have Justin Jefferson and Ola B.C. Johnson. So we will have to take a look at the matchup. We will have to feel this one out. Adam Thielen will have the 15th <clears throat> ranked matchup for wide receiver ones. Justin Jefferson with the third ranked against wide receiver twos. And B.C. Johnson, Tajay Sharp, all those guys going against the ninth-ranked unit. Uh, 12th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. So if you're going to use Adam Thielen, the way I would look at it is maybe on Yahoo where he's a lot cheaper as a 22nd-ranked um, wide receiver according to Price. Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith Jr., though, they do face the 26th-ranked unit against the tight end. 17th in points allowed. Um, if you want to get sneaky, there's been a lot of talk about Irv Smith Jr. in there. Um, we'll see if he makes the cut. He might be a little sneaky under the radar guy, but we'll have to see what we're pulling out for tight ends this week. Next game, Miami at New England. New England is a five and a half point favorite. Forty-three and a half is the over/under as it opened. Currently, New England is now a six and a half point favorite. Forty-three is the point total. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick will be going against the the newly crowned starter for 2020. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going against the top-ranked defense, pass defense from last year, first in points allowed to the quarterback position. Uh, Jordan Howard and Matt Breida should be splitting carries here. They're going against the sixth-ranked 
rush defense, 21st against running backs in the passing game. Uh, that does bode well for Matt Breida because we do know that the linebacking court is very thin. It is not that good. But they are the top-ranked unit in points allowed to the running back position, so we need to be careful here. Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Jakeem Grant look to be the three starters. First across the board all the way on the defensive rankings, first in points allowed to the wide receiver positions. Uh, Mike Gazicki at tight end going against the seventh ranked unit, uh, 10th in points allowed to the position. Uh, and the Miami Dolphins <clears throat> will be going against an offense that allowed the eighth fewest points to opposing defenses. So that is not good. Not good at all. New England, we have Cam Newton going against the worst pass defense in the league last year. They didn't get much better this year, allowing 31st, or the second most points, I should say, in this regard, uh, to the quarterback position. So he's definitely in play there. Sony Michelle and James White uh, with the Damian Harris IR spot uh, or IR uh, placement should be your two main guys. Uh, 27th ranked pass uh, rush defense. 32nd against running backs in the passing game, allowing the 28th most points to the running back position. Now we look at the wide receivers. You have Nikhil Harry, Julian Edelman, and Jacoby Myers. For right now, I'm putting Julian Edelman as the wide receiver too because he's slipping into the slot. Um, Nikhil Harry should be Cam Newton's favorite guy, being the bigger, taller wide receiver. Um, but whether or not he's going to get it done is going to be really the question mark here. Nikhil Harry is going against the second worst against wide receiver ones. And Julian Edelman will be going against 28th ranked <clears throat> pass defense to wide receiver twos. Uh, all the tertiary pieces will be going against the 15th ranked pass defense to wide receiver pluses. They did allow the second most points to the wide receiver position here. So this could be a sneaky cam spot. Although, like I said, I will keep an eye on Sony Michelle and James White. Uh, we need to check to make sure that Sony Michelle is actually going to not uh, come into this one dinged up. Otherwise, I'll probably take a shot on James White, maybe. Uh, tight end position, Ryan Izzo is going to be your starter, but I would keep an eye on Devin Asi Asi, like I said, for seasonal. Uh, going against the 29th-ranked pass defense to, uh, versus tight ends, allowing the 15th most points to the tight end position. Uh, the Miami Dolphins were allowing the fifth most points to opposing defenses. So even though New England's banged up, it's about whether or not we really want to pay up there with that problem with the linebacking core. I'm probably get, even though that's probably a spot that we should go for cash games, the or the 50-50s as they're called. Philadelphia at Washington. Philadelphia opened up as a five and a half point favorite. Forty five and a half was the over under. Philadelphia is now a six point favorite, and the over under has dropped two and a half points to forty three. Carson Wentz going against last year's twenty fourth ranked pass defense, twenty fourth in points allowed to the uh, quarterback position. Miles Sanders and Boston Scott will be going against the twenty fourth ranked rush defense. 15th against running backs in the passing game, allowing the th uh, third most points to the running back position. Uh, so Miles Sanders is definitely in play. 
Um, there was a news and note here. Ah, there it is. Uh, Jason Peters is going to be moved from right guard. He is going back to his natural left tackle position. Um, so that gives me a little bit more comfort in Carson Wentz uh, for this year, which is really good, even though he's not the best left tackle. But, you know, he's old, he's slow. But uh, what they had there was not going to be good at all. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, John Hightower are going to be apparently your three starters. Now, I'm double, I'm keeping an eye on Alshon on here because that could mean if he doesn't play that J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is going to take that spot there. Um, Deshaun Jackson has the best spot here facing the worst against the wide receiver, two at 32nd overall. Uh, John Hightower, if they actually put him in the slot, is going against the 23rd ranked defense against wide receiver plus. Again, last year's numbers, we're going to check the rosters uh, later this week. <clears throat> but they are facing the 20th, uh, uh, the 20th ranked team, uh, defense versus the position allowing points to receivers. Uh, but Zach Goddard and Dallas Goddard are both in play, for, facing the second-worst defense against the tight end, uh, 29th in points allowed to the position. Uh, Washington was also a turnover machine and giving up the second-most points to opposing defenses, so I definitely think the Philadelphia de- uh, Eagles defense is in play here. Dwayne Haskins is going to face, for the Washington Douche Canoes, Oh, did I say Washington Redskins up there? I better not have. No, I said Philadelphia at Washington. They're the douche canoes. If you're new to the podcast, they're douche canoes. That's our official term. So the Washington douche canoes, led by Dwayne Haskins, will be facing the 16th-ranked pass defense uh, and 14th in points allowed to the quarterback position, so we are going to pass there. Uh, Looks like Peyton Barber is actually going to be your early down back. Uh, with Antonio Gibson filling in there. Uh, if Antonio Gibson gets off hot, though, expect a lot of Antonio Gibson. The problem is, is that the Philadelphia Eagles have notoriously been good against the running back position, and it was no different last year, being the fourth-best rush defense and ninth against the running back in the passing game, allowing the seventh-fewest points to the running back position. Wide receiver-wise, you have Terry McLaurin, Steven Sims, and Dontrell Inman. Uh, 16th against wide receiver, uh, 60, uh, blah, blah, blah. Terry McLaurin will be facing, uh, the 16th ranked defense versus the position. Steven Sims will be facing the 21st and Inman versus 17. The Eagles did allow the, th- the third most points to wide receivers here. So I do believe that Terry McLaurin and Sims are in play. Dontrell Inman maybe as kind of a low-price fill-in type guy. Other than that, I would kind of pass on that. It all depends on how you want to build your roster, especially for GPP. Tight end, you're going to have uh, a uh, mishmash with Logan Thomas, Jeremy Sprinkle, and Marcus Bow, but they are facing the defense that uh, is the 11th. Uh, ranked defense versus tight end and six fewest points to the tight end position. So no go there. Uh, We'll also skip the, well, you know what? Sneakily, if we're going to go contrarian and go against the Eagles, 
I might take a shot on that Washington defense. They are dirt-ass cheap. They're dirt-ass cheap, and you got a banged-up line. Oh. Douche Canoes might, might be worth a shot there. But we're going to move on. Las Vegas at Carolina opened as a pick 46 and a half over under. The line did move to Vegas being a three-point favorite, uh, but the total went up one point to 47 and a half. Uh, Derek Carr is going to be facing the 11th ranked pass defense, <clears throat> according to DVOA last season, at the end of last season, uh, six in points allowed to the quarterback position. Um, that secondary, even though there's a really good safety that got drafted for him, uh, uh, Chun, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, but they got they're going to have a rookie they're going to have a rookie corner in there so I'm going to check the matchups on that see where they're going to end up lining up because I want to attack that rookie uh, as far as running backs are concerned with uh, Josh Jacobs being the main focus here uh, going against the, th- the worst rush defense last year in the NFL and 17th against running backs in the passing game uh, allowed the 17th most points to the running back position. So Josh Jacobs is in play. That's probably going to be highlighted for cash um, just for the amount um, of ownership that's probably going to be on him. Now your wide receivers will be Henry Ruggs, uh, Byron Edwards, and Hunter Renfro. We had Tyrell Williams go on the IR, so he's gone. Uh, For right now, Henry Ruggs is lining up against the eighth-ranked defense against wide receiver ones. Brian Edwards actually has the best spot uh, with wide receiver twos. Like I said, the rookie is in there, so we have to see where he's lining up on the defense. Uh, Hunter Renfro is a no-go in the slot. Uh, Fourth-ranked defense against wide receiver plus. Uh, Fifth-least uh, fifth po- uh, least amount of points to the wide receiver position. Tight ends, you're going to have Darren Waller. You are going to see Jason Witten in there. If you don't think that Jason Witten's going to fuck this whole thing up, I'm fucking warning you. I'm just warning you. But they are going against a defense that was 22nd against the tight end position and gave up the 16th most points to the position overall. The Carolina offense was giving up the 26th most point. Or uh, I'm sorry. They were 26 in allowing points to the opposing defense. Um, but whether or not I really want to use the Raiders' uh, defense against this offense uh, should be more of a ball control type offense. That's what we're expecting for Carolina. So I don't know if there's going to be really that much uh, opportunity for turnovers, especially with a defense that's not all that great. Carolina side, you're going to have Teddy Bridgewater facing the 30th-ranked pass defense, 27th in points allowed to the quarterback position. Christian McCaffrey, this is probably going to be the spot, right? Right out the gate, the top-priced guy in DFS. Uh, facing the 21st-ranked rush defense, 30th against running backs in the passing game. That's going to be your main focal point here out of this game. Now, they did allow only allow the 15th most points to the running back position, but Christian McCaffrey is considered one of the elite running backs, so he can transcend a ranking like that. 
So don't be fooled. Some guys might get off this Christian McCaffrey thing. I think there's enough value. There's going to be enough value because of the pricing errors and whatnot that we're going to be able to fit a Christian McCaffrey in, especially for cash. If you want to fade outside of cash, I really don't have an issue with it. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel in the slot. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson actually have really good matchups. 28th for DJ Moore, 31st for Robbie Anderson, uh, 14th for Curtis Samuel. Samuel has not been impressive at all this preseason. The Raiders allowed the 23rd most points to the wide receiver position in here. So I think there might be a little bit of DJ Moore love in here this week, which makes me kind of want to go Robbie Anderson and get a little bit cheaper. Uh, save some money in there, and you have the same. You probably actually have more upside for a long, uh, long touchdown for your uh, GPP lineups. Tight ends, you have it's basically Ian Thomas and Chris Manhurts. Twenty <clears> fifth <throat> against the tight end are the Las Vegas Raiders. Twenty uh, seventh in points allowed to the tight end position, but Ian Thomas is another one where it's just been, oh, god-awful. Carolina Panthers were not even focusing on that defense. Not even. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Indianapolis opened up as a seven-point favorite, 46 over under. Currently, they have bumped up Indianapolis to an eight-point favorite, but the total has come down to 45. Phillip Rivers is going to be your quarterback going against the 22nd-ranked pass defense. 19th in points allowed to the quarterback position. This defense has been completely decimated by trades uh, by their own by their own general office. So um, this defense got a lot, a hell of a lot worse. Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, I believe, are in play with the rush defense of the Jaguars last year being the second worst, and they were 28th in run against running backs in the passing game. So. I would expect Jack, I would expect Indianapolis to basically use ground and pound uh, to get ahead in this game with Jacksonville uh, playing from behind. They allowed the second most points to the running back position. Wide receivers, you're going to have T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, and Paris Campbell in the slot. Uh, Hilton going against the seventh is against the seventh. Pittman against the twentieth, and Paris Campbell against the twenty-fifth ranked spots. Uh, but the Jacksonville Jaguars were 11th in <clears throat> points allowed to the wide receiver position, mostly because teams could just run right completely over them. So you could make the case that maybe you want to focus on the passing game rather than the running game. But I would, I would take this with a. I would, I would be gentle with this one because. Just the fact that it's Philip Rivers. Now I know, you know, Philip Rivers being behind a better offensive line probably will have uh, a better a better time than when he was in Los Angeles. But he's getting up there. He's it, I'm having a hard time wanting to trust older quarterbacks. Let's just say that Jack Doyle comes in a tight end here. We have no Trey Burton, so it leaves Mo Alley Cox and Xavier Grimble behind him. Grimble's more of a blocking tight end. So I'm not too worried about, and I'm not too worried about Mo Ali Cox. He just does nothing, uh, but he is going against the third, uh, third worst unit in defense against the tight end, uh, allowing the twentieth, or and their twentieth in points allowed to the tight end position. So that could be a nice little sneaky 
play in there. The best spot to use him, though, would be on DK, where he's the 19th-ranked tight end. Jacksonville side, Gardner Minshew, uh, will be going against the ninth, last year's 19th-ranked pass defense, 22nd in points allowed to the quarterback position. Need to tread lightly here with the better pass rush um, that Indianapolis has acquired, which could make their secondary... Uh, not formidable, but it would be able to hide the secondary a little bit with Jacksonville's poor offensive line. So we're going to be careful here. Now, Divine Exigbo should be your main man at running back, but you will see Chris Thompson and James Robinson. Um, I know a lot of people are probably going to hop on this Chris Thompson train here, but they need to be careful. The Indianapolis Colts were 19th against the rush last year. Again, that defensive line got better. That linebacking core got better. They were last year before the additions seventh best against running backs in the passing game. They allowed the fifth fewest points to the running back position. So this could be a spot where people try to jump on Chris Thompson and they're going to be disappointed. Now, you will see a little bit of DJ Chark in here. Uh, or love probably this week. I am high on DJ Chark. You have Chris Conley and D.D. Westbrook in the slot, 22nd, 22nd, and 29th, uh, respectively, against the Colts' defense last season, allowing the 26, uh, 26, most po- 26 most points. They were 26 in points allowed to the wide receiver position. So, we th- I do believe that we can take a shot in here, especially since we I do believe that Jacksonville is going to be playing from behind, even at home. Tyler Eifert will be your main tight end here, going against the 18th-ranked defense versus tight end position and 18th in points allowed to the tight end position. It's enough said there. We're not messing anywhere near Jacksonville's defense. Cleveland at Baltimore. Baltimore opened up as a nine-point favorite, 48.5 over under. That total hit, or the <clears throat> Baltimore has dropped one full point as a favorite to minus eight. We start on the Cleveland side. Baker Mayfield will be going against the fourth best pass defense, second in points allowed to the quarterback position. Running backs, you'll have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, of course. Rush defense was 20th against the running back position and eighth against running backs in the passing game. So, If you want to get sneaky stupid, you look at Nick Chubb before you look at Kareem Hunt here. Although Baltimore did allow the eighth fewest points to the running back position. Wide receivers, you're going to have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, and Rashad Higgins. Six, 19th, and second, respectively, from wide receiver one to wide receiver plus. Jarvis Landry having the best spot at 19. Baltimore did allow... Well, or was 14th in points allowed to the wide receiver position there. So pretty much if you're using a wide receiver, it's probably just Landry here. Uh, tight ends, you're going to see Austin Hooper. You're going to see a little bit of David Njoku going against the 10th best defense against the tight end position. Number one, stingiest defense in points allowed to the tight end position. And we get to the defense here of Cleveland and they'd be facing the fourth fewest points allowed to opposing defenses. Baltimore side, you're going to have Lamar Jackson or nothing, right? 
Pat, going against pass defense last season, that was 17th overall. Allowed 20 or was 21st in points allowed to the quarterback position. So, does that put Lamar Jackson in play? Absolutely, because Cleveland's defense has not only been dealing with injuries, um, they've been dealing with a lot of mediocrity this preseason. Mark Ingram will be your main guy. Will we see some J.K. Dobbins? Sure. But Gus Edwards, is, right now he's going to be actually the main backup. So are we going to use Mark Ingram? He's going against the 30th-ranked rush defense from last season, 25th against running backs in the passing game. This is where I think you may see a little bit of Dobbins is if they want to do a little bit, try a little bit more of this dink and dunk. Um, but that hasn't really been Baltimore's game for the most part. Uh, Cleveland did allow the twenty or was twenty fifth against uh, in points allowed to the running back position. <clears throat> so I do think Mark Ingram's in play. He's kind of more of a value across the board as he is eleventh on FanDuel, twelfth on Yahoo, and nineteenth if I'm not mistaken on DraftKings. Wide receivers, you're going to have Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, and Miles Boykin. Uh, in that order, you will have 25th, 25th, and 13th, which means that Marquise Brown is in a spot to succeed. So if you are using Lamar Jackson, I do not frown upon using Marquise Brown here. Now, the Browns did allow the six fewest points to the wide receiver position, so they weren't that bad. But it's kind of weird because... You go to the tight end position here. Mark Andrews, everybody will be looking at him too. They were the ninth best against tight ends in DVOA. DVP, the points allowed to the tight end position, second worst in the league. So, Mark Andrews, definitely in play. Baltimore's defense is definitely in play if you're not believing in this Cleveland Browns hype. Uh, Against opposing defenses, the Cleveland Browns were 24th in points allowed, so I think that puts the Ravens in play, although they are quite pricey. And if you're hoping for Lamar Jackson to go off, I think you have to kind of like a little bit of Cleveland. Getting into late Sunday games, we have the L.A. Chargers at Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Chargers opened up as a three-and-a-half point favorite, which is currently standing at right now. Uh, but their 46-and-a-half over-under that they over opened at is now down to 43. Terod Taylor is going against the 28th uh, ranked pass defense from last year, giving a uh, – or <laughs> good Lord – 26 in points allowed to the quarterback position. So Tarad Taylor actually play um, as kind of a value guy, really. Um, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, you know, main guy is going to be Eckler here, right? Going against the 28th-ranked rush defense and 31st against uh, running backs in the passing game. So Eckler is actually in play, a little bit cheaper than some of the studs. At sixth, fifth, and fourth, respectively, from FanDuel to DraftKings, twenty-fourth uh, in points allowed to the running back position, so definitely in play there. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, who is expected to actually play, and then Joe Reed is actually going to be your third wideout. Thirtieth, fourteenth, and twenty-eighth 
in defense to the positions. 17th in points allowed to the wide receiver positions. Keenan Allen just signed a brand new extension, uh, making him, I believe it was the second highest paid wide receiver. Um, and he's in a good spot here. So I think it's it's quite possible that you can use Keenan Allen against the Cincinnati Bengals as well. Uh, tight end Hunter Henry, or Hunter Hendry as some call him, going against the 28th ranked defense from last year, uh, but 11th in points allowed to the tight end position. So um, if I'm going to fade one guy, it's probably going to be Hunter Henry in this spot. I'm not paying his high totals here. He's fifth, sixth, and sixth, respectively, on the three sites. I'll pay down if I have to or pay up uh, for other players. Now, Cincinnati gave up the third most I'm sorry, the fourth most points to opposing defenses. I do like the Chargers, uh, even with Derwin James going out for this year, and you're getting pretty good prices on them. So definitely is going to be in play with the rookie making the start, his first start of the year. Uh, looking at the Cincinnati side, you have Joe Burrow facing the 20th-ranked pass defense, but they were seventh in points allowed to the quarterback position. Uh, so I'm going to pass there. I do think the rush defense has gotten better. So when you're looking at Joe Mixon, that 25th-ranked rush defense, you're going to want to pull back a little bit. I think a lot of people are going to see it, though, and they're going to jump here, uh, especially with the 15th-ranked against running backs in the passing game and 22nd in points allowed to the running backs. You're going to get a lot of Mixon in here. So I don't fully hate the play. <clears throat> I just don't know if I'm going to trust it based on running backs in other spots. Wide receivers, you're going to have A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. Uh, A.J. Green with the best spot, 23rd overall. Um, but the Chargers, even last season before they made the additions up the middle, uh, were the fourth best defense in points allowed to the wide receiver position. Tight ends, I'm not messing with Drew Sample or C.J. Uzuma. Uh, and the numbers any which way against this defense, 13th in defense versus the position. And then eighth in points allowed to the position. Cincinnati Bengals defense, no thank you. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. New Orleans is a four-and-a-half point favorite, 50-and-a-half over under. Uh, New Orleans dropped a full point to a three-and-a-half point favorite, so they're just above being just the home field advantage, uh, 49-and-a-half over under. We start on the Tampa side. Tom Brady is going against the 13th-ranked pass defense, uh, which – should not change this year at all. Uh, Laudy was 20th in points allowed to the quarterback position, and that's because they had to keep up. Uh, we do know New, know New Orleans at home. Tends, the offense tends to be a little bit more revved up. Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones be going against the fifth-ranked rush defense and 16th against running backs in the passing game, so I'm going to pass there. Uh, allowing the fourth fewest points against the running back position, passing. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Ooh, what do I got in here? Do I got a smudge in here? I don't like that. Come on. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Justin Watson should be your three main starters, uh, going 11th, 11th, and 22nd. So Justin Watson actually has the best spot. Um, but I would probably beg to differ and say that Chris Godwin in the slot we know who's in the slot, even though he should be moved to the outside. Uh, they allowed 
They were 29th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. Uh, Mike Evans, I believe, I have to look at the historical thing. I have to talk to my buddy Steve Renner, who's the big Saints guy. I believe Mike Evans actually does not play well against the New Orleans Saints as well. Chris Godwin, we know, will be the guy that will fill in the slot in three wides, and we know Tom Brady loves his slot wide receivers. As far as the tight ends are concerned, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard going against the eighth-best defense against the tight end and ninth in points allowed to the defensive position. Uh, Tampa Bay does have a good defense. I'm not going to trust it here against New Orleans Saints, um, who allowed the fewest points to opposing defenses. Moving to the Saints side, you're going to have Drew Brees facing the 12th-best pass defense, 23rd, though, in points allowed to the quarterback position. So we're going to have to look a little bit at history on here because this is a divisional game. Um, I want to take a look at last year's games as well. Alvin Kamara will be facing the number one rush defense and number two against running backs in the passing game. Uh, Second fewest points allowed to the running backs there. Switch it over to Michael, uh, the wide receivers where we have Michael Thomas, a man, newly acquired Emmanuel Sanders, and Traquan Smith, probably Deontay Harris filling in it from time to time, facing the 17th, 18th, and 6th ranked defenses versus the three wideout positions. Michael Th- Emmanuel Sanders actually having the best spot, but my, it's Michael Thomas. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did allow the most points to the wide receiver position here, so I definitely think Michael Thomas is in play. Again, we'll look at we'll look at the history between the teams. Tampa's defense is pretty good, without a lot of crowd noise in there, unless they're pumping it in. You know, with the fake crowd noise, which is quite the possibility, but uh, uh, definitely Michael Thomas is in play. We like. We like him. Maybe a little bit of breeze, to be honest. Gonna have to take a look at that. Getting a deal on him. Not getting a deal though. That's the problem. Uh, Jared Cook, Josh Hill should be your two main tight ends. Uh, uh, Tampa was twenty seventh, ranked against the tight end, allowing and was twenty fifth in points allowed to the tight end position. Uh, So definitely, you could actually line up a Drew Brees. Michael Thomas and Jared Cook lineup and put Chris Godwin in on the other side. That's the way you would run it. Uh, Tampa, this is last year. <clears throat> okay, so you're going to see this number. It's going to be 20, uh, they're going to be 27, ugh, 22nd in points allowed to opposing defenses. That's with Jameis Winston. This is Tom Brady. He's going to be a little bit more careful with the ball. You have to factor that in there. So I don't know if I'm going to jump all over New Orleans Saints defense, although they are priced really, really well on Yahoo and on DK. DK especially. 15th ranked defense? $2,400. Cheap. It's cheap. Might take a shot there. Uh, I believe this is the final of the late Sunday afternoon games. Arizona at San Francisco. San Francisco opened up as a seven and a half point favorite, forty five and a half over under. San Francisco has dropped half a point to minus seven, and the total has jumped up two points to forty seven and a half overall. Kyler Murray. We start with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray is going against the second best pass defense last year, tenth in points allowed to the quarterback position. Kenyon Drake is going against the eleventh best. 
rush defense first in defense against running backs in the passing game. Third in points allowed overall to the running back position. DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk. Look at the defense position. God, I'm ready to go to bed. Uh, We look at the defensive uh, ranks against the positions. 10th, 13th, and 7th. So it's still not really good in there. 13th in points allowed to wide receivers. Uh, I would actually expect Arizona to play from behind, though, so I don't hate some of the wide receivers here. Uh, Tight ends, we don't fuck with uh, Arizona tight ends, and they're going against the second-best unit against the tight end position. Uh, Fifth, fewest points allowed to the tight end position. Um, And then defense, no, we're not messing with Arizona Cardinals defense. Other side for San Francisco, you have Jimmy Garoppolo going against the 27th-ranked pass defense, 25th in points allowed to the quarterback. So I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo is in play here. Uh, Raheem Mostert, you're probably going to see some Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon. Sorry. Um, I do like Raheem Mostert, but unless you were getting him in about the late 5th, 6th round, that's where I would have taken him. Going against the 12th best rush defense. Uh, from last season, 29th, though, against running backs in the passing game. So that does put Coleman and McKinnon in play. It does. But it's dangerous because it's going to be a mix and match. Um, they allowed the 11th fewest points against the wide receiver, uh, sorry, against the running backs. So that kind of uh, makes me hold it back just a little bit. Now, they haven't officially said if Debo Samuel is playing or not. So right now what you have is Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Trent Taylor. I would expect that if Samuels is out, you're probably either you're going to see a split between Pettis and Kendrick Bourne in the slot. Uh, so if we just run it right now with Debo Samuel, Debo would be facing the 27th ranked defense, Brandon Ayuk 12th, and Trent Taylor would be facing the 31st out of the slot. Now, if you move Brandon Ayuk, you would actually, if if Samuel doesn't go, Ayuk goes up to the wide receiver one spot. So that's actually really, really sneaky in there. Really, really fucking sneaky. Uh, 18th in points allowed to the wide receiver position here. George Kittle is in a fantastic spot here. Um, but I really hope that Jordan Reed isn't going to screw this one up. Going against, of course, the worst defense against the tight end position, allowing the 19th most points to the tight end position. Um, <clears throat> but Kittle will be in there to block a lot, so just be aware of that. San Francisco defense probably a play just a little bit. Uh, 18th uh, Arizona's 18th in points allowed to opposing defenses, so it does put San Francisco in play. We go to the Sunday night game. Dallas at L.A. Rams. Dallas opened as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, 50-and-a-half overall. Currently, Dallas is now a three-point favorite on the road in the new stadium in L.A., and the total jumped a point-and-a-half, so it's 52nd, or uh, 52nd, 52 points overall. Uh, Dak Prescott is facing the 10th-best pass defense, 11th in points allowed to the quarterback position. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott will be going against the 10th best 
rush defense. Uh, 22nd against running backs, though, in the passing game. Uh, but 16th in points allowed to the running backs. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. 4th, ninth, and 16th. So Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb have the two best uh, spots, mostly because Amari Cooper is probably going to be shadowed by Ramsey. Ramsey will move in the slot with him. So that's going to mean Gallup and CeeDee Lamb are going to be on the other guys, which is good. Um, tenth in points allowed to the receiver position. I would actually expect this to shoot out quite a bit, actually. Um, oh, God. Blake fucking Jarwin uh, is facing the 21st ranked defense against the tight end. 21st in points allowed. Oh, showdown slate. I think I'm going to show down slate this one. I'm not going to primetime slate. I, I, well, I'll primetime slate it if we get all three games. But um, 21st in points allowed to the tight end position. It does put Blake Jarwin in play. I hate it. 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 Because a lot of people like Blake Jarwin. I can't stand the dude. Um. Dallas Cowboys defense will be facing an offense that allows the ninth fewest amount of points to opposing defenses. Ram side, you got Jared Goff going against the 23rd ranked pass defense, 13th in points allowed to the quarterback position. Cam Akers is your main guy here with probably a little bit of Darrell Henderson. 15th ranked rush defense, which just got worse. Um, 20th against running backs in the passing game. Uh, allowing uh, the 12th fewest points to running backs. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I'm right now slating Josh Reynolds, but you're going to see Van Jefferson in here, and Van Jefferson actually is the play in this game. Robert Woods going against the 20th ranked spot, 26th against Cooper Cup, 21st against Josh Reynolds, uh, but the 8th fewest amount of points allowed to the wide receiver position. Uh, tight end again here. You got Tyler Higby. You're going to see a little bit of Gerald Everett going against the 23rd ranked defense against the tight end. Uh, 26 in points allowed to the opposing tight ends. Uh, defense we're not going to mess with. Dallas's offense has been pretty good, pretty reliable. Not that turnover prone as some would think. And now we get to the last two games, Monday Night Football. First one is going to be Pittsburgh at New York. Uh, Pittsburgh opens up as a three-point favorite, 48 over under. Pittsburgh is now a five-and-a-half-point favorite, 48 over under here. Ben Roethlisberger makes his return, <clears throat> facing the 31st-ranked pass defense, uh, 30th in points allowed to the opposing quarterback. Roethlisberger is going to be number one with a bullet uh, for the Monday night games. James Kwana. Is going to be your starting running back going against the seventh best pass. Uh, I'm sorry, rush defense, but they're 24th against running backs in the passing game. 15th in points allowed to the running back. Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, James Washington should be your three main guys. You'll see a little bit of Chase Claypool here. Uh, versus wide receiver ones, New York is 32nd. Versus wide receiver two, this would be Deontay Johnson. It's going to be 15th. Uh, and versus James Washington, a little bit of Chase Claypool. 32nd 28th in points allowed to the wide receiver position here so you're going to have to get freaky you're going to have to get good here tight ends you're going to have eric ebron vance mcdonald 
20th, the New York Giants are 20th against tight end, 23rd in points allowed. And the New York Giants were 23rd in points allowed to opposing defenses. So maybe Pittsburgh here. Maybe Pittsburgh in, a, in what you could say might be a route on the road. All right. We go to the New York Giants side. It's not going to be good. Jalen Jones is going to have to throw. They're going to have to keep up with this offense. But he's going to have to do it against the third best pass defense last year and fourth in points allowed to the quarterback position. Saquon Barkley will be going against the third best uh, rush defense from last year, third against the running back in the passing game, and six fewest points allowed to the running back position last season. Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard are your three main guys, 19th, 5th, and 26th, which means that Sterling Shepard is probably in play here. Um, but they allow the seventh fewest points to the wide receivers. Evan Ingram will be going against the third best defense against the tight end, uh, 12th in points allowed. And <laughs> here's another here's another stat statistic that if people are looking at this and they're not careful, they're going to get caught. Um, Pittsburgh allowed the third most points to opposing defenses. Now, remember, that's Mason Rudolph. That's Duck Hodges uh, for the most part last year. So you see that, just skip it, go away from it. The last game of the weekend, the last, the second Monday night football game, is going to be Tennessee at Denver. Denver opened up as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, 42-and-a-half over under. It is now a pick em at 41 and 41 over under, so it dropped a full point. Um, there here we start on Tennessee Titans side. Ryan Tannehill will be going against the 14th best defense, uh, pass defense from last year. Uh, ninth in points allowed to the quarterback position. Derrick Henry will be going against the 16th ranked rush defense, six against running backs in the passing game, uh, allowing the 10th fewest points to opposing running backs. But it is Derrick Henry, so Derrick Henry is definitely in play. Um, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and Adam Humphreys are your three main guys. Let's just skip out on Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys and look straight at A.J. Brown, who will be facing the 28th-ranked pass defense against wide receiver ones, uh, but allowing the ninth-fewest points to overall to wide receivers. Johnu Smith and Anthony Ferkser should be splitting in and out at tight end, Johnu Smith being the main guy. Facing a defense that was fifth against tight ends and allowing the 13th, uh, or was 13th in points allowed to the tight end position there. Denver last year, with the mishmash at quarterback until they got Drew Locke, was allowed was 27th in points allowed to opposing defenses. Now, you may sit there and think. Okay, Jadavion Clowney is back. You cannot expect Jadavion Clowney to play from day one. He could. It'll be limited. But I don't think we can go into this game expecting him to play full out after signing that one-year deal. Denver Broncos, you have Drew Locke facing the 21st-ranked pass defense from last season, 18th in points allowed to the quarterback position. Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay. Going against the third best, or I'm sorry, the ninth best pass defense, 23rd against running backs in the passing game. Uh, 
So that really leans more towards Melvin Gordon than it does Philip Lindsay, even though they think Lindsay can catch. He cannot. Uh, 18th in points allowed to the running back position there. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick should be your three main guys with KJ Hamler being injured and not being able to secure the slot role. Versus wide receiver ones, the Tennessee Titans were 29th, so Cortland Sutton definitely in play. Uh, Against wide receiver two, they were second. So Jerry Judy, Mm, people are going to lean Jerry Judy because they want to get the rookie in there. Tim Patrick. Should see a little bit of Deshaun Hamilton in here uh, versus 30th-ranked defense against wide receiver pluses. Uh, Overall, they uh, they were 16th in points allowed to the wide receiver position there, so you're going to have to really kind of pick your poison. Uh, If it's me, I'm definitely saying Cortland Sutton, but we're going to have to see how the pricing out uh, is with the contest here, which I'll I'll work on here with the next couple of days. And get that all ready and prepared up for you guys. Uh, tight end, you know, you're, you're going to have Noah Fant. Probably Nick Vanette. Nick Vanette is going to actually just be more of a blocking tight end. So you're going to see Albert O uh, mixing in here every once in a while. Going against the 19th ranked defense against tight ends. Uh, 28th in points allowed to the tight ends. So Fant and I believe Albert O as a sneaky uh, little pivot in there too might be something that you might want to take a look at, uh, especially with the shorter little um, prime time or prime time or showdown slate. It's going to be dirt cheap. <clears throat> I haven't looked at the prices yet. I'll install those tomorrow. Uh, DVP rank uh, for against the defense. Uh, tenth fewest points allowed to the defense, so I don't know. I'm going to go Denver, but I don't hate it. So... But that's a rundown of the slate. I was only going to run through like half of it, but I kind of just said, fuck it, let's just do it. Um, we'll do the Wokshinary tomorrow. Uh, it'll be a little bit shorter podcast than today's because we're running at an hour and 18 minutes right now. And that is roughly about half an hour, a little bit longer than I wanted to run. But we did get the full slate in there. So, you, I mean, you don't have to listen to this full you didn't have to listen to this podcast all in full. You could have taken it half by half. I had, should have put a disclaimer in at the beginning. But remember, if you want any, if you want the spreadsheet, um, target chart will not be out until next week. We do the first round of games, um, and I got I have to go through the names and stuff on there for the rosters. Um. But any type of blank spots that you're going to see in the in the uh, spreadsheet, uh, I've typically gone three quarterbacks, five wide, uh, five running backs, seven wide receiver spots, and four tight end spots. I'm leaving those open just in case they do end up pulling people up, and then I've got a spot to fill in there. Uh, it's a big pain in the ass if I have to fuck around with the names on here. Uh, it kind of screws a lot of the spacing and what and whatnot on there. So, um, but you'll have the target charts. It will come separately. As soon as I get those target charts done after the Monday night football games. Um, so, you know, Tuesday, uh, at the earliest, I'm going to send that out separate and then you will get the regular spreadsheet for the, for the next week. Um, we're shooting for Wednesday nights, 
probably later. I'm trying to get the pot. I want to have the Thursday night game podcast out Wednesday nights so we're not messing around before the game and nobody gets to hear the podcast. So it's kind of the deal. Tomorrow we'll just talk a little bit more shop. Uh, we'll dive into we'll dive into we'll dive into something something football related we'll have fun we'll do the wokeionary tomorrow um, but then, until then you guys have a good one hope your labor day weekend was hot and fresh I'm out <laughs>